0: This is channel 253. In this episode of What Say You?
1: So, anybody who says that they are not anti racist, so they are not anti racist, then that's okay. That's, that's all okay. Right. Do you know thyself and do you know thyself and be you. It's okay. And the rest of us will just move forward
2: and we owe you nothing. Nothing.
0: Did you know channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey and I hope you will show your support by going to channel slash membership and join. Thank you.
2: What say you,
1: real sisters? Real talk.
2: What Say You? Down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What What say Say You? Hello, 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 my sister, Audrey Louise Cunningham. How are you today? I am good. And girl, can I say
1: your lashes are popping?
2: Oh, you love my lashes. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. I got dressed up today. I'm so excited. We get to. Come back in the studio yeah. and see each other in person. So it actually becomes an event for me because you know, girl, I'm still in my bubble. I don't go nowhere. Me too. Same, Same here. Right in my house. Same but here. I'm
1: vaccinated, and so are you. Yes. This is our actually our second time back mm-hmm. into the studio because we are vaccinated. And one of the things that really cracks me up is me when I think about our journey
2: mm-hmm. to. Being fully vaccinated. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, but I think it's the I think it's synonymous with what many of our citizens were feeling, as the black ones. Well, yeah, sure.
1: I mean, I know. I started off with, "Oh hell no, I ain't doing that." Uh-uh, I don't know where that vaccine came from, and you know what they do to black people and mm-hmm. historically. Don't and- trust the government. I'll wait for everybody else to get something and see what happens, well, and won't be first in line. In the me exactly. In the meantime, <laughs> I'll just stay at home and keep wearing my mask. If I do go somewhere, which was rarely, and all of that. What for you was the turning point? Because we were both on the same page pretty much about the mm-hmm. vaccine. We were about no, hell no. So what yeah. was your turning point?
2: Yeah, it it really was looking into my future. And knowing that traveling is very much a part of me, but also my future, you know, in terms of the work that I'm doing and going internationally, you know, going Mm -hmm. going to different countries in Africa. And all I could see were problems if I didn't have a vaccination as far as entering the different countries. I said, girl. You don't want no problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really don't want no problems. I can't start figuring out to see what had happened was and all that stuff, and yeah, that was it. So that's what led me is like, well, dang it, if I'm gonna do it, then I'm gonna just get the one. So I got the Johnson uh, vaccine, yeah, one and done. I have experienced no side effects whatsoever. My yeah, because there's that
1: thing about, uh, for a while, about the uh, women experiencing, clots. Uh, some women had experienced blood clots and yeah. such. As a matter of fact, um, you know, on my, well, now that I'm vaccinated, my my grocery store grazing has just has shot, up, shot exponentially, up exponentially. <laughs> exponentially. That's your social. Oh, that's my, uh, <laughs> still my social outing. Something's never outings. changed. I still wear my mask. Yes. All of that, I still do this, you know, do the same things that I did, but it it just gave me a bigger sense of freedom Mm -hmm. um, in my mind.
2: And what was it for you? What was the
1: decision? Wanting to, um, wanting to gather, really wanting to be able to be around, um, not not gather in the sense of going out somewhere, but even just being around the family, mommy Mm -hmm. and daddy specifically. That's right, and of course. They were the first ones to get theirs, which rightfully so should have been. And then that started making me think, well, they 81 and 82 years old. They ain't fell out Mm -hmm. and nothing has happened to them. So what in the world? What what is my fear? What is really, really my fear? And I thought about it and I was like, hmm. I don't know. I never figured out what my real fear was, but I just went in. I said, no, my mom and daddy can do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that is just giving me a greater sense of freedom. And where we're at right, where I'm at right now with it is just making sure that I don't become the preacher Mm -hmm. to those who have not gotten it.
2: Well, girl. Yeah. I am through PeaceWorks United, you know, my nonprofit and you were there. We even went so far as to host a vaccination clinic. Yes. It was uh, COVID and catfish. And, um, we had 15 people that show up. While I was disappointed with those actual numbers, I was very excited with the infrastructure of how the clinic was established, oh, right? it was
1: beautiful. It, the, it was beautiful. At and the Blue Note restaurant and lounge. I was and surprised, lounge and like yeah. What? And I was surprised, um, back to really making sure I'm not Preaching. becoming the judger and preacher, because I was surprised that more people would not... Um, Want to come and get it because you know, in the early stages, even if you wanted it, it was hard to get. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to go through all these hoops and sign up for this, and what phase are you in, and all of this. And this is this was simply hey, just show up, just show up Mm -hmm. and show up, get your shot. And get you a free catfish and chicken, and or At, chicken yep, dinner, please. And we please. had chicken, too. Come on, now. Yes, yes. And the, the ambiance of it all, I mean, when I got my shots back in March, honey, I was out in a tent. Uh-huh, like, literally uh-huh. in a tent with some, uh-huh. uh, those portable heat blowers. Yes. And it was raining, and a couple of the heat blowers didn't work. So, to be in the presence of the Blue Note and the space is big and beautiful. Elegant and elegant and oh I had to wait five hours. There's no waiting there was no waiting at this event. Mm. It was just um it, it was just a very thoughtful first of all and great ambiance to mm-hmm. receive the shot. With that said... And the ebony nurses. And the ebony nurses. And everybody was so kind. And it it was just a beautiful, absolutely beautiful event. I just want to say that if you have not gotten the shot, I really want you to dig down and think about why not. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, really dig deep for that. And like I said, I never really figured out why because I was still going on. Well, you know how history is. Yeah, we know how history is. We know what... You know, black people have experienced and this is now. Mm-hmm. So now what you're going to do? Mm-hmm.
2: So what I can say is um, the second dose event is June 7th. June 7th, I'll be there. So if it's uh, beforehand and when you hear this message, you can just show up at the Blue Note Restaurant and Lounge in uh, Lakewood, 3 to 7. And what we've done, we're partnering with Virginia Mason Franciscan, And so we will have the doses of the second shot Mm -hmm. for those people, and we'll have the Johnson & Johnson. Oh, nice. Yeah, so then people can come and get the one and done and still take advantage of the day. And for everyone that shows up, it is still free catfish. And can I just
1: say on a side note, that mm -hmm. catfish was the bomb. I know, girl. I mean, I'm talking about I wanted to get— Another shot and another shot. <laughs>
2: Audrey sure did. It was like, can I can I get another dose of the shots? I just want the catfish. Just so I could get yes, some more catfish. Yes, yes. So anyway. spread the word, spread the word, uh, June 7th. So listen, we got a mashup episode today. Mm-hmm. We're trying to talk about everything. Yes. It's been so long and so much is happening. Well, that's it. So much has happened. It's so funny. Um, it's not that
1: long between times that we, we get together. I mean, we talk pretty much every day. And every time we're talking, something else has happened. Something else has happened. And in mm-hmm. and, and the whole uh, in the whole spectrum of the world, something else has happened. Every day. Every single day. Yep. And so there's some things that um, when we're just talking on the phone, that get near and dear to our heart. Oh, write that down. Write that, write down. that down. Write that down. We got to talk about it. So that's why we decided to
2: just have a mashup. I'm looking at Audrey. She got a whole Girl. list of, you got two pages and back. worth of. Front and back. Front and back. Of Write that down. Write that down. So. No. Let's get to it. Okay, girl. Now we are gonna start local. Let's start okay. local.
1: And we got to start with Ed. Ed, the the person that Ed Sarah... Troyer. Oh, Ed. Mm-mm-mm. Ed, we have not forgotten about you, Ed. Oh my. Ed Troyer, and mm. I heard. Well, not I heard. I saw. So this is fat. That the Black Lives Matter Alliance—I think the last time we were together, the Black Lives Matter Alliance had already
2: uh, filed something with the state. No, they filed with the Justice Department. With the Justice Department, uh-huh. okay, girl. And then I think think the last time that the state, uh, the governor had asked the state attorney general to look into it, right? And then Pierce County turned over their investigation. To the attorney general. And then just recently, what did you hear? It's
1: the, now they filed as as a federal hate crime. So federally with the FBI. FBI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They just met with the FBI this week. Yeah. So, and Ed, one thing through all of this mail. Now remember, listeners, this is our Pierce County Sheriff and he called the police he he called used his authority mm-hmm, as the sheriff as to... the sheriff to call 911 actually a special 911 line internally saying that there was a suspicious black man that had threatened him yep and i believe back then and this happened in january of this year
2: 2021 and
1: the response to that was Forty officers yep, from, yep. uh, from different um different precincts and representations of police that responded to Ed's nine one one call that a black man was threatening him. And what they found was all that black man was doing was delivering <laughs> newspapers.
2: Delivering newspapers and doing his job. But let me tell you, the uh what's his name? Cedric Alzheimer, that's yes. his name, Cedric. Every time I watch Cedric videos, honey, Cedric wasn't scared. Mm-mm. Cedric was like, Beep, bleep, bleep, you know what? Why, are you, he, why are you following me? Why are
1: you following me? Because Ed was following him. Ed inserted himself into Cedric's going on about his, his daily, daily business. daily life. Ed inserted himself and blew this up. So anyway, since January, we just want to make sure that we, well, we've checked back in a couple of times. But the latest is Ed's still Pierce County Sheriff. Ed, we have not forgotten. And he has no remorse. Ed has no remorse from day one, even though the receipts have showed that he lied. And Ed, they still coming out. We still coming out for you. Yeah.
2: So we. He's still
1: in trouble, Ed.
2: I just want to nominate Ed Troyer and his situation as the local most caucastic. Uh, egregious episode of the year so far. Absolutely. Ed I second cho- your nomination. You second? Okay, mm-hmm. all in favor. Therefore, it is aye. I- aye. Doug, you voting? All right. All right. Okay. So Ed, you have won the most caucastic episode of 2021 mm-hmm. at this point in time. You hold that title. Go ahead, Ed. And then next is Manny, right? Manny, Manny Ellis. Manny oh, girl. Oh, man. Girl.
1: Still no justice Still for Manny. no justice, no justice, no justice, therefore... What's taking so no long? peace. You know what? It's very interesting. Um, according to where things are now with Manny, is that the state attorney's general's office, as recently as this week, their statement is that the investigation is still ongoing. They want to make sure that it is thorough. All right. Now... Manny was killed by the Tacoma Police Department last year. So it's been a year. It's been over a year. Been over a year. And he was killed while he was being taken into custody. Taken into custody, girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was killed. And the way it was, and there is video. Let us be clear. Receipts. So it's not he said, she said, whatever. There is video. And what you see in the video is that. Manny was tased, he was hogtied, and these are the words of his lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was tased, he was hogtied, he was laying, uh, laid on his stomach, and then they put a spit mask over his head, mm. like and an he animal. died.
2: Like an animal. They treat- Being
1: taken into custody, into custody, girl. It ain't where was the imminent danger, girl.
2: Yeah, taken into custody. Mm. So taken into taken into custody today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, when all you got to do is just minimize the threat, you handcuff them and there you go. Okay, I don't want to be a quarter a, a, a sideline quarterback or whatever, but uh, this right here, you remember that song? Something, something just, just ain't, ain't right. right.
1: Some some mm, just ain't some, right. Some just and, ain't and right. And when there, this is another situation where there is video. Yep. Just like George Floyd, and you know what George Floyd, honey? They tried their hardest to say that he killed himself. He killed himself. He repped, <laughs> You know, he done he done knelt on his own damn neck. <laughs> he put his nose up against the exhaust pipe. Yeah. I mean, come on now. So I can only wonder. I understand wanting to be thorough. Uh, have a thorough investigation with that said i also am apprehensive when an investigation like this takes so long
2: mm-hmm. cuz what you they're trying to get you, story what you trying
1: to get the story together what else you doing
2: yeah. it's
1: over a year
2: yeah what you part got of the sto- what part what, of the story don't you know what
1: what what part of the story didn't you see yeah what part of the what part of after tased and hogtied what part of that? Yeah. How somebody who tased and hogtied gonna be an imminent threat to you? I just need to. I, I don't understand,
2: girl. Girl, that's, let's, would, let's let's keep not understanding. How how does somebody that you say I'm moving on? How does somebody that you say? Um, tried to harm you with their vehicle, but yet they're shot oh, in the back. girl. Uh, how many times? We moving okay. on to the next black man that Andrew is... Andrew Brown, Jr. Andrew Brown! Come on, say Andrew his Brown, name.
1: Jr. Come on now. Say his name. South Carolina. Okay. So the police were there to execute um, a warrant and a search warrant as mm-hmm. well. And... The story goes, oh, there's video to this, too. But guess what? They don't want to want to release all oh, yeah. no, the they video. hold on to the video. This is the one where they don't little, want to release all the little video. Bit just something. bits trickle, and bits trickle. and bits. So, of course, my first question is, well, why wouldn't you release all the video?
2: That's right.
1: Why wouldn't you release it? But anyway, with Andrew Brown Jr., and this um, happened in April of this year, he was trying to get away from him. He got in his car, backed up went around and was, was moving forward when they shot him 14. They shot at his car 14 times. 14 times, okay? 14. 14. 13 of the 14 shots came from the back. Mm, mm, mm. So that means he was moving away. That's right. Away from them. But guess why they said they shot him?
2: cuz Cause, cause he was coming at him with the car coming in the front. He used coming at it, it he
1: was using his car as a deadly weapon. Okay. When they when he when he backed up to get uh-huh. out of the spot. Yeah. But 13 of the 14 shots were from behind and one of those shots was the fatal one that killed him.
2: Mm-hmm. My
1: mm-hmm. question becomes in this one Oh, and just recently as this week The district attorney has said the shooting was justified. I heard that.
2: And I just said, "Mm, mm, mm-mm-mm. So. Okay. Mm -mm. But keep adding them. You know, you keep adding them on. One on top of the other, on top of the other, on top. There is the South Carolina state troopers. Is it South or North Carolina state troopers then? This happened, what, uh, a year ago or so? Where... I'm trying to get my story straight. There's so many black men being killed. But this one, is this where they beat him on the side of the road? Like beat him to freaking death and then told his mama. You're talking about Robert Green. Told his mama that he died in a a car uh, car accident. accident. Mm -hmm.
1: As a result of the chase. Oh my God. You're talking about Robert Green, girl. Robert Green,
2: say his name.
1: From Louisiana. This happened in Louisiana and this did happen two years ago two years ago the video is just now being released all right so people have
2: had knowledge of this for two freaking years two years this happened two years ago Mm -hmm. this happened
1: as a matter of fact the, the only way it came to my attention i didn't i didn't hear about this two years ago was that um lester holt on the nbc nightly news this week actually um did did uh in depth, uh, 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 in depth on mm-hmm. it that's how i found out about it and yes the family was initially told that robert died in a car crash after the police during the police pursuit so as the police he was running from the police in his car the police chased him and he ran into a tree mm-hmm. and the police told the mama Mm -hmm. that he died in that crash. As a result of the tree. As we see the video that was just released this week, oh, contraire. Mm. Robert was very much alive when they snatched him out the car, when they beat beat that baby to death. Beat him. And listen, This is what's so egregious about it. They beat him senseless as he is saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I can't breathe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because they got him down. I mean, and girl, then they standing around. This is on the video.
2: Cleaning Cleaning their blood off off their their hands. hands. Yep. Cleaning Literally blood off their hands. Cleaning blood. And then the one dude uh, allegedly says, "I hope the bleep 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 don't have AIDS." Yes,
1: and you it's heard all, that part? I heard it. Mm-hmm. I saw. I it. heard it's it all
2: on video. On video. So yes. Lu-
1: Louisiana police, you killed Robert Green. Louisiana police, you killed him. You killed him. You lied to his mother. What you went to his mother's house and told him he died in the car crash. You liars. And mm. this is two years later, Mel. Mm. Two years later. We just now seeing what happened.
2: And guess what? Then police still skipping around. They skipping around and they caught Cassidy. One of them got uh, 50 hours off. You know, somebody that, I think somebody, one of them, uh, that they caught, actually, they have uh, audio... Of him admitting to what happened. They have the audio, but he's dead now.
1: Oh, he's he, the one that got yeah, he died in a car crash himself. Isn't that ironic in September?
2: Yeah. I so saw he's that. Dead. He died in a car Karma. crash. And so um yeah. Karma. Yeah. I can and, I mean, and with all of these things that
1: we're talking about, I mean with these with these killings, with Ed oh we ca- we girl, would, we, if we do it a mashup, girl, you know we got to bring. We got to talk about our Bruce Domino. Where Bruce at, girl? I don't. You didn't hear from Bruce? I Bruce Cricket. Mm, mm, mm. To this day, Bruce has still not said he's an anti-racist. Bruce has still not contacted us about coming to the show. To this day, Bruce is still skipping yeah. around. Bruce is ghost. Pierce County in his Caucasity. Bruce, you still invited to come on. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce.
2: anytime you are anytime, welcome. Anytime, Bruce. If we got something
1: wrong, honey, we are we are open to saying, "Hey, you know what? We was wrong about that." So, Bruce, whatever, Bruce, but we see you. Come on,
2: Bruce Dahlmeier, Pierce County Executive. Pierce County. I wonder if he got any black people in his cabinet. Oh, he probably got a damn one. I'm gonna look it up while you uh, while you talk. Come on, look at the look at the website.
1: With all of this, all of this, though, you know, we 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 have to know that wrong is wrong. Wrong is just wrong, wrong against humanity is wrong, and so as frustrating as it is to know that Robert Green was beaten, that they the police lied to his mama and to know that Andrew Brown jr in South Carolina was shot thirteen shot at fourteen times. 13 of them entering from the back, but the police are still saying that he, you know, he was using his car as a deadly weapon. To know that Manny Ellis, over a year later, there still is no justice when there is, you know, we've got the video and so many levels of so-called restraint were used against him, but it wasn't enough until they killed him. To know all of this, girl, I'm just summarizing to say, hey. hmm If you believe in God, you believe in a higher power, you believe in a spirit greater than yourself, then justice will be served one way or the other. That's where that's where I come at with that, because otherwise I can't wrap my brain around how people who do harm and wrong against others are able to continue about their day to day life without intervention. So I just give it to God. Girl, just give it to God. You didn't said enough. So, what That's say you? That's a big
2: deal. Well, I would say you is I don't know about Bruce cuz ain't no pictures on his um on his Girl, staff you know Bruce hype. ain't got no black people.
1: Girl, come on now.
2: Girl. Look,
1: this is a, look, I am willing to wager Jaylene's college fund. <laughs> 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 this is how how much I know Bruce ain't got no black people.
2: Yeah, that's why he ain't got no pictures up there. He don't...
1: And he damn sure ain't got no black friends. He uh, may know black people. Let me put that out there. Remember we talked about that on one Matt, of our podcasts. That, if you ain't had black people at your house, Matt, then you just know somebody black. Yeah. So he may know black people. But Bruce ain't got no black people of uh at in, in in his cabinet. He don't. Listen...
2: Let's talk about that on the mashup, okay? Mm -hmm. I just want to throw this out here. Bruce ain't got no black people. These folks out here, I talked to you about just being nervous about what the climate in the workplace has evolved to since George George Floyd's murder Mm -hmm. and Derek Chauvin's um, conviction. Have you noticed how many jobs that there are on LinkedIn and Indeed and everything that has diversity, equity, and inclusion in it. You know, everybody trying to hire a DEI manager. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm nervous about, but even before I get to that, uh, there's still these C-suite hires that are going on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still this situation where folks that are In these positions, head of these corporations and nonprofits and higher educational institutions where the CEOs have, they're still hiring people, Mm -hmm. right? They still Mm -hmm. got a chance to hire. And their teams are already all white. Yes. Okay. And they are out here preaching about equity and inclusion and their commitment to it. But when it comes down to them Mm -hmm. making. The choice to hire Mm -hmm. a non-white person, girl, they still hire white people in the C-suite. They still bringing it in. They still hiring people that look just like them and then asking the people under them to handle the equity inclusion Mm -hmm. goals Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. managing. But these CEOs and, and head of everything, they ain't being accountable well. Okay, and I just want to I want to say
1: that. I'm glad you said that because that is truth. You know, um when you you often say uh believe what you see, believe your eyes.
2: That's believe what your the, eyes. Um, Believe your George eyes. George Floyd's defense yeah. team brought to us, believe
1: your eyes. So, when you look at some of these C-suites, There is not a question about what you see. You see what you see. You see, your eyes see, you got eight people sitting around the table, seven of them are white men, one of them may be a woman, because, you know, you got to have a woman now. Mm -hmm. And the question becomes, I mean, if you are really interested in Diversity, equity, and inclusion, as part of that C-suite and part of the hiring oversee, then the question becomes: Well, how how invested are you truly in DEI? Because when I look around, the people you surrounded with yourself with look like you. Yep, look at the
2: leadership teams. What do you call them? Executive councils or whatever they call them where all the leaders of the organizations get together. If it's still white and you have had the opportunity to diversify your team, you ain't serious. And you're not
1: because guess what? You cannot tell me that only white men are capable of doing jobs in the C-suite. Whatever industry it is.
2: White men are
1: continuing
2: you to hire tell me that. white men. Okay. White men are continuing to hire white men. There and and that right there, I'm just saying, then look at your white men that are head of stuff. And how serious, how much of a leader are they? If that's what they keep doing, replicating the freaking system, replicating the system. but talking out the side of your mm-hmm. neck like you, oh, I'm a, I'm in, you know, I'm in so in favor of equity and inclusion. And then they're going to be the first to read the tribal land acknowledgement when they open their conferences and meetings. And they've got their equity and inclusion officers sitting right next to to them, which is a whole nother story, Boy, the well, equity and inclusion nother, officers. Let
1: me get this point out real quick. Ugh. Let me get this point out real quick. So, you continue to hire people who look like you, white men, and then, if challenged on it, when challenged on it, its playbook um, chapter, chapter, seven, six, seven, chapter six, seven, yeah, chapter six is seven, um, page, paragraph paragraph five, yeah, which is. We have a very difficult time finding candidates of color, qualified candidates of color. And then, of course, in our Here We Go, You Lying book, Mm -hmm. child, where are you looking?
2: Where are you looking? But some of them are just blatant these days, girl. They don't give a damn. They just say, I did what I did and move on. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. then I'd be like, well, what do their boards of directors or their... uh, However, they're governed. Right. Where is the accountability for this shit? Because it's ridiculous. I don't want to hear it. And I think that there needs to be everyone needs to change their D.E.I. reports. You heard it from Melanie. You change your D.E.I. reports and you add a column and you call it missed opportunities. mm. That's what you do add a column to your reports, your executive reports where people have to report out and be accountable. So missed opportunities. And this is what the folks that are in charge of recruiting, the the talent and all of that stuff, they're the ones that get a chance to report on that. And so they say missed opportunity. And then so-and-so will see, and they report the division where the missed opportunity was. And then they got to come forward and and answer to some higher authority, but it can't be answering to these folks that are, I'm going to just say, I'm so sick. Well, I want to say punks. Well, say punks, punks. You know, because you're not, let's you, do, stop let's do it, uh, talking out the side of your neck. Well, listen,
1: stop it. Uh, I say, well, actually you said it, but I wrote it down, so I'm going to bring it up. But then I'm not, I'm not, this isn't my, my original thought, but I think it's a great one. I say, it's you don't. They don't. They shouldn't have to be accountable to higher ups. They need to be accountable to their people. To the people. And let That's me, right. And so here you go. I dare you. I double dog dare you, C suite, CEO. I dare you to ask your people, mm. ask the people. When Human I say the people, design. I mean. From at every level of the organization, you ask your people one question. How are we doing? What will your people say about your cultural competence? Not your C-suite people, but from every level of the organization. If you ask them how you're doing in cultural competency,
2: see what you get. Mm,
1: And then we can talk.
2: That's a deep question right there. Y'all hold on to that. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, this is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by the Lavender Rights Project. Lavender Rights Project is a Black-led, LGBTQ plus organization on a mission to make a more just and equitable society. The organization offers legal services, education, and other cool programs that break down barriers and help everyone, but marginalized communities in particular, protect their rights. This cool organization is hosting a Pride convention very soon. So join the Lavender Rights Project from June 11th to June 13th for their first Pride convention. The theme is setting you up for success. There will be a variety of panels for LGBTQ folks and allies, including ballroom culture, founded families, Budgeting for beginners, youth poets, name change clinics, and so much more. There is a small fee for each day of the conference and free tickets for those unable to pay. But either way, you need to reserve your spot now. Go to lavenderrightsproject.org to sign up for this awesome Tacoma event. My thanks to the Lavender Rights Project for sponsoring this episode and for their service to the Tacoma community.
2: Welcome back, listeners. We're doing a mashup episode today. Audrey and I are talking about everything from Manny Ellis and the black men that are still being murdered and um, the things that the hires that white men continue to make in the C-suite that are totally just uh, slapped to the face to equity and inclusion goals. <laughs> and then we just started a break. Have we said anything positive? We hope, no, we didn't. Yeah, this is like Doug said. Thank you, Jalene. reminded us. This sounds like maybe a mashup of shame, but you know what? You got to shame, well, the, tell the truth and shame the devil right is, now.
1: Yes, it is what it is. And it, it just is what it is. That's why we weary. That's why we weary. Because it's that is why. every
2: freaking day. That this kind of stuff is happening. But you do have, you we do have something positive. Well,
1: I um, I believe it was last Sunday. It was a beautiful day here in Tacoma, Washington. And I remember thinking, I you know what? I am tired of being in this house, and I'm going to go out on my front porch. And you know my front porch is like all the, the length of the house. Got my little chairs out there and everything. Had my music bumping to an ignorant level, as Mommy might say. Mommy would say.
2: <laughs> not, not not what Mommy might say. Mommy would say.
1: But I had the windows open. I had my music bump in. And I'm standing out on my front porch. And I live in, I live on a very busy street. It's an avenue. And so cars are, you know, coming one way and the other. Two lanes coming one way and the other. So I decided, you know what? I didn't think of it as an experiment right then. I just thought I wanted to connect with humanity. Mm -hmm. I needed some connection with Mm -hmm. humanity Mm -hmm. because I'm up in the house all the time. So what better way than the cars are driving one way and the cars are driving the other. And so I just stood on my porch and I started waving and I would say, hey, neighbor, hey, neighbor. Mm -hmm. And This is uh, it was a beautiful day again. And, you know, we're coming Washington. Um, So people had a lot of people had their windows rolled down. It wasn't so hot you had to have your air conditioner on. And I real and even what I realized was, one, more people waved and honked than not hmm. 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 So first of all, I was amazed that they could even hear me, that my that voice. Far? Yep. Uh-huh. That Yeah. But, you know, like the way they were coming, they could see me. But so more people than I ever imagined waved back at me and wave, or yep. honked their horn or, or said hi, neighbor back. And and then the second thing was that also there are people that, you know, walk their dogs along the sidewalk or on both sides, the one in front of my house, the one, you know, across the street. People, sometimes they're just walking or they're running and whatever. So, of course, I said, hey, neighbor, to them, too. It was the most beautiful thing. And then, of course, you got the people that look at you like crazy. Because
2: they thought you was saying the N-word. Well, I, <laughs> well no. Hey neighbor, that sounds like with call, all the all the uh. with all the, all the street street traffic noise. and street
1: noise. They were thinking you were saying hi, nigga. I <laughs> called you and told you that. I said, you know what? I've had quite a few people look at me weird, like not even like what she doing, but kind of mad. Uh-huh. I said, do you think they think I'm saying hey, nigger? Uh huh. No. That's... And he was like, oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but think about it though.
1: <laughs> Anyway, that's out. truth. Yeah. But that
2: is what a wonderful but social ma- experiment. The majority
1: though. of the vast majority of people waved, honked. If they were walking along the street, said something. I even met um, two new buddies, Michael and, and, they were walking uh, and his dog, Bogey, and they were walking in on the sidewalk in front of me and Bogey. You know, kind of ran up on my yard and mm-hmm. was uh, getting ready to do something, and, and his Michael's like, no, 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 no. I said, no, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. And then the
2: next, you know, we're chatting, and uh, it was just really cool. Well, I, you know, I love that, and and I want to encourage others to maybe adopt Audrey's experiment in in your own way, because again, when we talk about being in pursuit of an anti racist community, which is what we do here on this show, you got to get to know people that different, out. Mm-hmm. different than you. You've heard us say this before put yourself in situations that you normally wouldn't that's going to allow you to meet people that are different than you or at least make an impression. I mean, you standing on your porch and Waving at them and smiling and stuff. That could have totally diffused the angry black woman scenario in somebody's mind. Whatever. Not that you care. But I'm saying you don't know how your ministries well, will um, impact others. What I,
1: You're right. And what I learned was it doesn't have to be anything big and it grand. I just, I just thought I want to connect with humans. What can I do? I, look. I want to connect with humans, but I don't feel like getting dressed.
2: Okay, I get you. So get you. within
1: within the confines of my own laziness, I'm like, well, you know what? I have a perfect opportunity right here. Why I can't I just and why can't I be why can't I be the initiator of kindness? Because that was yep. really my whole thing. I and I you know how we always talk about there's, you know, more of us than there are them, more kind people in the world than not. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go out here and initiate some kindness and see what happens. And what happened was I got joy tenfold out of it as well. You see
2: what you said? Initiate Mm -hmm. kindness. Mm -hmm. Right? So, folks, this is what we talk about. Initiating kindness. And I told you about my little friend, Olive. Remember I told you my little friend, Olive? And uh, I was with my bonus grandchildren. We were just hanging out um, down in... um, uh, at Point Defiance here in Tacoma at the Ferry Dock. And I met this cute little girl and her parents. The whole family was out. But, honey, Olive was every bit of 18 months old, maybe two. And Olive was holding on to her friend, Bino. And she was loving on Bino, honey. Olive is a white baby. And Bino was black, huh? Mm. Okay. Bino, she, Olive was holding her Bino friend, who is black, like she loved him with every fiber in her being. That is awesome. And that took some intentional efforts. I, I looked at her parents. I said, hey, I said, OK, um, I'm just going to say the elephant in the room question. You got your baby here and she's holding a black baby. What is this about? You know, and they told me, oh, well, when we went to pick babies, this is the one she picked. Oh, bless her heart. Okay. And this is her friend. Mm -hmm. And who are we to, you know, basically, who are we to tell her no? She got to pick her baby. And you know how you drag your baby along and (laughs) Vino didn't have no hair, but, you know, she got (laughs) one leg and Vino going with her and hugging her. And then when I asked her, I said, "Um, you got your baby? And she just held Vino up to Uh me. I'm telling you, when we talk about socialization, friends, and how we are going to combat this anti-racist movement, what we have to think about is we must liberate ourselves from this system. We were born into this system. We had no choice about it. Racism was here when we got it. it had already been orchestrated, but we can self-select out. And these parents are intentionally making sure that their kids are not twisted up about this. It was such a beautiful thing order to see this I, little I baby. I I believe it. I uh, believe and I it. asked him if I could take her picture and put it on Facebook, you know, and everything and it was fine, but um oh, that made my day. Well, and it it makes my heart feel
1: good too as well because um what I've learned is that if we just each step outside of ourselves, the world does not revolve around us. This whole crazy world doesn't revolve around us. And if we each stepped outside of ourselves and did the intentional acts of kindness, if we just made—it could be as simple as just every day you make it your mission to do something kind for somebody else outside of your normal circle. Yep. And what you will find is the more we all do this intentionally— the more connected we become. And the more connected we become, the less fearful we become of each other. That's it. And the less fearful we are of each other, the more we see each other as our neighbors. That's right. And what right. does God tell us? Love, love thy neighbor. Love
2: thy neighbor. But you can, how
1: you going to love your neighbor if you don't even know who your neighbor is? If your neighbor is only defined by people who look like you. And what I have found most meaningful is, is I have met many people who don't look like me. Many people who don't look like me. But we also have so many things in common.
2: common. Oh, my gosh. So, so many, many things, things in common. Mm,
1: mm, and mm. we are we, we miss out on these opportunities for connection when we hold on to what the system says we should or shouldn't be doing that's right and that's where that's the beginning of rejection nope you don't get to tell me that I can't connect with someone else you Mm -hmm. just don't Mm -hmm. I don't care Mm -hmm. I like people I love humans I am kind and I want other people to feel good so Mm -hmm. I'm going to be kind I will always lead with kindness Mm -hmm. period in the sentence yep yep and I don't understand why some people have such a hard time with that.
2: Well, because they was raised with hate in their heart. It goes back to socialization. but social and, okay, and the people that have a hard time with that, when people show you who you who they are, as Maya Angelou would tell us, when they show you who they are, then you have to believe them. And that as we know so dearly, we don't give them people the time mm, of day. Mm. All right. Those are the people that you just have to say, not today, honey. You know, I'm not going. I'm not gonna speak. Who can I tell you and about? And it doesn't
1: my, mean you hate him either. It doesn't. You mean— You just don't give him the time of day. I don't I, hate you, but I, I'm not gonna be with you. And can yes, I tell you about tell my
2: um, my week situation? not my week. My situation this week where I got to do that. Yes. Um. So I was a um, speaker at this national convention this week. It was a virtual convention is called the Thought Leadership Conference based out of South Bend, Indiana. And you know, we was um, we were born in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. so we know good and well there's a lot of racists in Indiana. That's Mm -hmm. like big, big, big Remember, I went to that Klan march that first, yeah, back you in the Yeah, talked about day. that
1: one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking
2: about. I mean, it's it's deep like that. So here I am. I don't know these people. I ain't got nothing. Don't know them at all. But there was thirty six people that signed up for my workshop, and my workshop was called "Straight Talk mm-hmm. About Race in the United States: What Is the Path Forward." And just as we're speaking about, I had to say, male. Mm, the majority of these people that are going to be, I'm making an assumption, but I feel it's an accurate one. The majority of these folks that are going to be in your workshop are going to be white people. And you have no idea who they are, what their backgrounds are. But what you do know, when you look at the election results, girl, you know that there's Chances a high probability mm. that there's going to be some uh, people that voted for that person in your workshop. And so how are you going to handle this? Because, you know, good and well, you ain't got no tolerance for that. And so what I was led to do is send them an email. You know, I read, read, mm-hmm. read it to you. I sent everybody ahead of time an email to say hi. You know, basically, I'm Melanie. I'm your facilitator ahead of time. And race and racism in America is not a debate for me. Either you're anti-racist or you're not. And so if you're coming to my workshop with an intention to debate, then I'm going to invite you right now to unregister and please don't come. Good,
0: good. Okay, So Mm -hmm. like
2: set it up. And so then when we got into the workshop, then I did a poll immediately. And um, well, the first thing I did was uh, talk about love and all that stuff. And then I did a a poll. Are you anti-racist with the people that were in there? Mm. Are you anti-racist? There was just one answer. Yes or no. You know, that was it. The only choice. And so 80% of the people in the room were anti-racist and the 20% were not. And so I just, I just blatantly straight up said to them, listen, I'm excited for the 80% of you all that are in the room today. We are going to have a really good time. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm clapping. And those of you 20% terse. You can leave now if you want to. <laughs> it really is all good because today is not about you. Mm. Okay. And so what I'm saying is there has got to be some boldness. There has got to be some fearlessness. When we are on this anti-racist movement, do not, do you hear me? Do not give those that oppose anti-racism the time no. of day. No, They don't deserve your energy. They do not deserve your brilliance, your excellence. We are out to dismantle these anti-racist systems. And that's all of who we're talking to. If people don't want to hear you, then leave. I ain't got to kowtow to you. Well, ooh, ooh,
1: yes. Mm. Child. What, girl? Well, I mean, you know, you're just passionate about that. (laughs) I'm passionate. Well, and understandably so. Um, This... Again, this is two thousand twenty-one. What what we's gonna talk about when it comes to racism existing or not? Come on. Yep.
2: But those people want to rewrite they, history. They trying to act like the insurrection didn't like even the, happen. Yes,
1: and and so that tomfoolery gets no time or attention. So anybody who says that they are not anti-racist, so they are not anti-racist, then. That's okay. That's That's okay. Do you know thyself and do you. Know thyself and be you. It's okay. And the rest of us will just move forward. And we owe you nothing. Nothing. And and when you get you who those of you who are not anti racist, when you get Feeling all flustered and bothered about it. That's okay. Feel flustered and bothered. But again, the rest of us will move on with the journey. And the reason we are still talking about it is because, what's her name? Just like that Bonnie Raitt song, Something to Talk About.
0: There's always them something, something to talk, to talk about. about with mm-hmm. race.
1: Because there's always something happening because of someone's race. And can I just, I want to make sure that we talk about the rise in the Asian community attacks, the rise as re, in the um, attacks on Jewish people. Come on now. You, non anti racists you go through every freaking culture and race that isn't white and that's where you spew your hate that's right you done gone through everybody who
2: isn't white starting with the indigenous people who you just stole their land and stuff don't get me started but
1: think about that think about that I would think that you would be tired Mm-mm, they ain't tired. Racist people, I would think that you uh, you would be tired. But guess what? Clearly you're not. And we waited for a long time for you to get tired, for you giving you the benefit of the doubt of seeing right from wrong. You know, we gave you the benefit of the doubt for so long that you are reasonable and rational human being who have this flaw of... Because you were taught it, we gave you that benefit of the doubt. But now, what we see is no. You go you in this you in this game f- until the end. And yeah. guess what? The difference is now.
2: So are we? So are we. And we ain't scared of you. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC. Yeah. Okay, because you know that Marjorie Taylor Greene girl. The one that be the gun-toting, carrying one, talking all that oh, mess that up. and that one. That one. The one that ain't got no job, really, because she got bad. stripped from her uh, committee assignments for being the ultimate uh, racist. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I'm talking about how to ignore, okay, that we're going to give AOC the biggest shout out okay. for, okay. Uh, what do we call it? Uh, just ignoring the heifer. Okay, mm-hmm. she gonna come up screaming, hollering, chasing her, trying to chase her down the hall. ALC is like, girl bye, girl bye. All right, and so because she's not giving her the time of day, now she's having a tantrum. Oh, frenzy! Okay? She's in and frenzy. in in like a frenzy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so that is the strategy. strategy. When we talk about the art of war, infiltrate, you know, learn the enemy secrets. We know that the enemy secret is that you want to engage. Yes. So we're just going to ignore your. We ass. won't do it. Just straight. We're not going to engage you. So, what I'm saying is that wherever you show up and you have fluent influence, my friends, that you can move the anti-racist conversation forward. There is no tolerance. Do not give the mic. Do not give any airtime to racists. Okay? Yeah. None. Yeah, None whatsoever. Well,
1: and, and uh, to, that's a great point. They want to engage. And then when you engage, you get sidetracked. And yeah. then that's the whole point. It's
2: all about the distraction. So,
1: yeah. That... Um, that no engagement and, and that that strategy works. It, it works let every me, single time.
2: Let me just give you a couple of uh, I want to read you a couple of my evaluations because I had a chance to um to get those because the fact that like when companies are hiring speakers and, you know, they want to hire speakers that are going to go along to get along. That's not what your people want. Mm-mm. Right. That's not what they want. They need to to hear and be motivated. This one. This is the one that really touched my heart the most and it says i appreciate the candor and will strive to do the same in my own community and to get uncomfortable in terms of talking about systems of oppression white silence is violence i don't want to be like my ancestors in choosing to allow the system to continue
1: mm, i love that Isn't that
2: deep yes deep? yep that All sounds the rest like of a, a revelation word. All the rest of them were love notes, except for this one person at the end. There was one person at the end. She talked too much about herself. I left the session because I didn't feel it was relevant. Girl, <laughs> girl, I laughed about that. I just cracked <laughs> well, up. Well, yes, now I, yes, yes. Let me translate
1: that. Uh huh. She talked too much about herself. I left. I left the session because I couldn't stand to be ignored. That's right. In my racist thinking.
2: Yeah, and all and of she my podcasts to say it out loud. She said it out loud. That's right. And so they left, which they did. not The rest of all the evaluations were like, "Oh my of God, course, thank you for of the values." Course. So anyway, don't even listen to your haters. That's why we're saying that out loud. You know, this is the season for you all to stand up and wherever you have influence, speak your mind because that is the anti-racist movement. Well,
1: and listen, listen when we have a party the Republican Party who has demoted oh, Liz Cheney.
2: Liz Cheney. Just oh, Lord. because
1: she is against the T man. I still can't say his ass name. They have ousted her out of favor in her position. I forget what her position was. But they have ousted her out of her position. She was the leader of something. I don't know, Doug, you know,
2: in the Republican Party? Leader of white people. <laughs> but, yeah, Doug, but is, is that what you know? I'm sorry. Uh,
0: I'm not sure exactly specifically what she was leader, she, but she had positions of, of leadership.
1: Yeah. And they have ousted her out of that leadership position because she's not going along to get along with anything to do with Trump and with anything to do with them whitewash, trying to whitewash the inner in, insurrection.
2: She's and the she, uh, third ranking Republican in the chamber. That's who she is well, behind that person, uh Kevin McCarthy.
0: I That's think her. on committees and things.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: she was some kind of committee chair or something. And they took her out of that because she is no longer in favor because she doesn't go along with Trump and she doesn't go along with them whitewashing um, you know, trying to whitewash the insurrection. And so they voted her out. Yeah. Voted her out. That's that's definitely called cancel culture, I mean, isn't it? Literally. So it's that okay. hypocrisy. You you know you are doing right. You know you are you are moving in the right direction for um contributing to an anti racist world and community, America. You know you're doing right when you are the one who is ostracized.
2: That's right. So I'm just gonna say,
1: you go, Liz.
2: You, you go, go ahead, Liz. And, and as we talk about another, you go. How about uh, Letitia James, girl, in New York? Ooh! Ooh. She done <laughs> ruffled his wig, girl. Ooh. She girl, done got that's... some of that orange tan
1: stuff dripping down Ooh. his face because he done not He doesn't make this nine-page response,
2: girl. Oh, oh yes. let's Tell the listeners in case you don't know, Letitia James okay. is the Attorney General in New York. Mm-hmm. Girl, she what, what York happened? Attorney
1: General, and um, she has officially. Uh, Joined an investigation, a joint investigation. He was already being criminally and he was being civilly Civilly investigated. investigated. Uh And on another leg, he was being um, criminally investigated, but at a lower level. She is the attorney general for the um, uh, state of New York. And so she has now formally announced that they didn't join for her office. There will be a criminal investigation into Trump's organization, okay? Mm. Because he was already being investigated about that. And uh, specifically, there have been allegedly crimes that his organization has committed when it comes to either undervaluing or overvaluing property in order to secure better loan rates. Yep. And so, yes, Hunty, he—and so she announced that, I believe it was this week— and he is mad. The plot, girl. thinking. Did girl. he say something?
2: I have not because, girl, he I don't mad. have a TV anymore.
1: My, girl, my TV I can't bro. even stand to look at him. But I looked. Um, he was on TV. It was a, I no, he no, was no. Bad. It wasn't TV. Oh. But it was a picture. I was looking. I looked. Saw it on on Facebook, an article, and uh, it was like this nine page thing. And of course, you know, he's got you know trying to. Trying to uh disparage her character. You know how he does start talking about people and then he was of course, everything is a lie and whatever, whatever. But guess what, boy? And I did say boy. Ooh, calling a white man a boy, that's like, you know, asking for it. Yeah, Trump boy. You getting you getting criminally investigated. Yes, you are. And there isn't a dang thing you can do about it.
2: And it's a sister girl that's doing <laughs> and it. It's a sister girl. Oh! Now that, my friends, is karma. Oh girl, you know. Girl, you know he is seething. Girl, you know that is the ultimate God don't like ugly. That but see, when you when
1: that's why I always that's where I always come back to center. God too. God is gonna take care of all of this trust in his way. God. In his own time. Trust
2: mm-hmm. God. You mm-hmm. better just believe, or wh- your higher power, or whoever, or whoever you, is. yeah, whatever you your spiritual, your mm-hmm. spiritual, yeah, life and love mm-hmm. around. Trust and believe that the universe will correct itself. I trust God. I trust mm-hmm. God as well. And
1: here's my other thing: you can never go wrong if your true north is kindness. Hey, when you when you lead from kindness. You can't go wrong. Mm-mm. Kindness will always lead you in the right direction,
2: mm-hmm. and yep. it
1: will always leave somebody else better off for having met you. Yep. So, and, it, and guess what? What we done said this a hundred times. What?
2: It's free. Kindness is free. You know what kindness leads to? What? Love. Yep. And at the end of the day, love thy neighbor love thy neighbor God said so as thyself that's the as part thyself. though so, okay now, wait honey I don't want some people loving ready. me as thyself I was getting ready to, mm. to go on that. it does say love thy neighbor as thyself but we need y'all to learn how to love yourself though cause some of y'all don't be treating yourself right and I really don't want you to love yourself love me the way the you way treat you love, uh-uh. don't, don't love me the way you treat yourself so first of all let's let's invest in loving yourself And being okay with who you are and your flaws and all your imperfections. Be okay with that and move forward with that and know that there are others out there to embrace you. But at the end of the day, as we close, it is all about love. And you know what, community? I love you. I love you back too. Boom. Drop the mic. (laughs) Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M E L A N N I E at M I S S M E L A N N I E dot com.
0: Channel 253 is a member supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.